0: Bo's got a two homer night. He swings and he charges one. Straight away center field, going back to the bullpen, and it is gone! A three homer game for Bo Bichette! He's homered to all three fields. A hat trick for Bo Bichette here in Baltimore.
1: Are you starting to see, that from defense, from starting pitching to bullpen and offense, are you starting to see the most complete efforts we've seen all season? Yeah, I think uh, today was uh, the most, probably the most competitive I think we've been all year. Um, It's a good thing at this time of year, especially in this series. So we got two more and then obviously the rest of the month and we'll just continue to come here and put our best foot forward and see what we can accomplish. Kevin Barker, five wins in four days for the Blue Jays. Doubleheader sweep over the Baltimore Orioles. I guess we call this the weekend Beau Bichette came out to play. We get away with that? Uh,
0: Maybe. Yeah, I think he's had a decent year up until the last couple of days and maybe turning the corner offensively. Maybe it has something to do with the two strike approach. Getting barreled to baseball, fouling all those pitches off. Just seems like for, for whatever reason, all season, he just hasn't had the lower half connected to the upper half and he's a little late. But just, you know, it seems like he, you know, every once in a while, Jeff, you just wake up one day and you found your mojo. And I think that's what happened to Bo.
1: Well, and and let's uh, let's also say this because I I sent you a, a couple of texts during the weekend about it's remarkable what happens when you pull the ball and your response was Have you seen the pitching he's getting? It was not like he was jumping all over some. That's not both. Oh, yeah, I, it's I, not his fault. It's, I'm it's, saying that, but what I'm saying yeah, is, is, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, um, h- how much of that, how much of what we saw this weekend is a result of you know this moment for Bo, or how much of it is just the result of also some pretty mediocre pitching?
0: Well, yeah, I think it's not being able to read bats. You know, you see a guy uh, stand on the on-deck circle, and Bo has been fouling balls over his head. He goes in the dugout so he doesn't get hit, and then you flip him <laughs> a breaking ball, yeah. and he hits a double. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the smartest of pitching, but you give Bo credit, right? He fouled off enough pitches to, mm-hmm. you know, to get a stinker. And when he got it, he didn't miss it. I, I just think it's he's more balanced. Uh, he has a – there's no – Think in it. Like, you know, a lot of the times you can walk, you can actually see Bo thinking his way through it and it bad. Like, you know, where's my hands? Where's my feet? Where's my leg kick going? Am I getting my foot down in the same spot all the time? Is my hands going where they're supposed to go? Is my barrel getting to the baseball? And you just seen the last couple of days, it's free and easy, not a lot of thinking to it. And he goes to a two-strike approach and it's automatic. He's not thinking about that. I think that for me is a little bit of of a security blanket. Right? It's that thing where now I know if even if I get two strikes, the at bat's not over. And lately up until the last couple of days, it had been over. And I just think that has helped him out a little bit. They've needed it. Like they they've need we've talked about this for quite some time, even when the second half started it. They needed one of their big guys to get so hot that just he can carry a team for a while and right now it's Bo.
1: Yeah, they uh Boy, I, I, looking at some of the Jays' numbers coming into that series in in Pittsburgh, they're you know runners in scoring position. Even that that first game uh, against Pittsburgh, you know, they had a number of situations where where they where they came up empty with the bases loaded. Uh, I think going into Saturday's game, there were what nine for forty seven with runners in scoring position. They'd scored twenty two runs in that in those those particular situations, mm-hmm. and. Yet we we've talked about this at this point in the year. I don't think big picture matters. I think what matters is how you won the game, or the fa- I'm sorry. I think what matters is the fact that you won the game. Like I don't poke through the embers of a doubleheader sweep over the Baltimore Orioles and go, yeah, but this guy's still kind of scuffling. And while this, I, there's just no point. Here, here's what there I'm. There are two say. wins. They've got yeah, the AL East has gotten tight. I mean, the Yankees are only five ahead of the race, five and a half over the, Blue, over the Blue Jays. You know, if the Jays... If the Jays can win another game in this series, I'm not saying they, you stick a fork in the Orioles because there's too many games between the Orioles and these guys left. But if you win another game of this series, it's pretty hard not to picture the Blue Jays not going to the wild
0: card. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it starts with starting pitching. Jose Barrios, you know, that Jose Barrios we saw... Last night, if that would have been pitching a month ago, he falls off the train tracks. He is getting blown up. Uh, He just figured out a way, even when he didn't have his good breaking ball, the fastball command wasn't there. What do you do? You go to a changeup. You throw more changeups, arm speed on it. The velocity's good. The difference between the velocity of the changeup and the fastballs better you know it got better about the fourth and fifth inning the breaking ball did the sinker movement the location on that got a little bit better now he had the bad inning in the seventh there and and uh trevor richards came in and for me anyway had his best inning of the season Mm -hmm. getting out of the bases loaded but after being up close and personal with the pittsburgh pirates it's real hard to come on here and say something bad about the blue jays the pittsburgh pirates stink like i it's rare that I will come on here and say anything about another organization and about another team the Pittsburgh Pirates other than that shortstop six foot seven who's sitting somewhere around 200 I I just, don't, I just don't know where they're going like I you know you, it sounds like they have an ownership uh, an owner who doesn't want to spend money and then you have what you're seeing with the prospects that they have you know the everyday guys are the, supposed to be the guys that they've drafted who are not hitting above 200. Like, it's just – so it's very hard for me to come on here with the Blue Jays. And I know, I know you mentioned the nine for whatever it was, runners in scoring position. For me, the game one, a big deal was base running. That was huge, like going first to third mm-hmm. on a ball that's hit to center. Uh, I think Lourdes took third on a ground ball that yep. was hit to the shortstop. Like, it was – they were very aggressive. Uh, the situational hitting was better. Like, in the first game, they had six different guys with, uh, with an RBI. When's the last time you can say that about the Jays' team? Uh, Eight of the 14 hits came with two strikes. Their two-strike hitting was much better. Uh, They got four RBIs with two strikes. Like, it was better. It's sort of like whenever a starting pitcher needs to make a pitch, he made it. Sort of like that offense, you know, Mm -hmm. against the Orioles. Whenever they needed to hit with two strikes, whenever they needed to battle, uh, they, they did it. And then, obviously, in game two, we saw what Bo did. So, yeah, it was... For me, anyway, it starts with the starting pitch. You give a bunch of people credit. But for me, it starts with the organization figuring out ways to get Gosman and Barrios, you know, and Manoa in this, these four days or what was it? Three games, three days and four games and three days. Four
1: games and, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Five wins and four days. Five so, games, so you're getting So you're
0: getting days. your rotation around the way it's <laughs> supposed to be. And, oh, by the way, give John Snyder credit. He put Bo in the three
1: hole. And he had us in the 8-hole uh, one in the time. Eight hole.
0: So, yeah, it's, it's, again, I just think the message has been sent, other than the first two guys, that message has been sent, at least the conversations that I had over the weekend, a couple of days. And, oh, by the way, the, the Jays fans that I met and talked to, it's unbelievable. Like, the support that we have for this show, Blue Jays fans for the Jays, I mean, it was obvious that there were a whole more ton of – Fans for the Jays than there were for the Pirates. I mean, I, if you're a Pirates fan, I, I guess you Football would, season I can't come soon watch. enough, right? I mean, it's, it's a tough watch. But for Jays fans, man, that, that was something special. So it was just all, all around everything that had to happen for the Blue Jays. We talk about this all the time. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And I'm going to throw the Orioles in there. The Blue Jays are better than the Orioles. You pitch better, you give that offense a chance to have a good inning. They're going to win most games against the the, uh, the Orioles, and when those games they're, they're supposed you, to win, it's a good four or five days for the Jays.
1: You talked about John Schneider, and I want to talk about the 4-1 the win on the bullpen day uh, for the Blue Jays. That game where Bo had, what, three-run three double in the seventh inning? That's in Pittsburgh, yeah. In Pittsburgh. Uh, it was a bullpen day. And John Schneider's use of the bullpen in that game, bringing Jimmy Garcia in the game in the fifth inning, mm-hmm. gets a double play out of him. Sticks with Mesa. You know, Mesa gets a strikeout with with men on the corners. the The use of the bullpen. You said something last week where we somebody I think asked us on on Twitter about Charlie Montoyo and and would he be able to get what John Schneider's gotten out of this bullpen. He said, well, you've got to keep in mind it's a different time of the year, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think there's any way Charlie manages that bullpen game that way. I do You know, as well as I do, Jimmy Garcia is not, is going to be the guy for the eighth inning. No, you you got to
0: have confidence. Uh, You know, I think for me, because I asked John that the next day about why did you use him in the fifth inning? And he says, it has a lot to do with who's coming up. Scoreboard tells you everything. Mm -hmm. Everything you need to know. It's like leaving Tim Mays in a game when you probably shouldn't have left him in the game, because but you did because the scoreboard tells yep. you you can do it. Like yep. if you got a two run lead, you're leaving him in the game. It's real simple. Like there's no, it's like running the bases. The scoreboard tells you how ag- aggressive to be, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Like managing is no different. And that you have a manager who has had conversations with his pitching coach and the players, more importantly, saying, all hands on deck, Jimmy, I will use you from the fourth inning on. Like, there, there's no question. It ain't going to be the eighth inning today. It will be from the fourth inning on. And to even have that conversation with a guy who is your eighth inning guy, yep. to have enough nerve to walk up to him. It takes nerve for a new guy to be able to walk up to a guy who's established, who now is throwing better, velocity's there, and to be able to have that conversation and and have buy-in to say, it's not sexy to pitch in the fifth inning. I'm sorry, it's not. Not when you're the setup guy. It's just not. And to have buy-in from a guy to be able to do that and just all hands on deck this time of the year says a lot about John. And the Bo Bichette hitting third is a huge deal. Like the, just the, the, like the first game. Lourdes is hitting eighth. Mm Bo's hitting third. Mm -hmm. Second game, Bo's hitting third. Who's hitting eighth? Danny Jansen. Uh, Gurriel's not even playing. Kirk's not playing. Gurriel's not playing. Espinosa's not playing. Now, obviously, it had something to do with the sickness of the, the, the opposing pitcher. And then they had to maneuver it but around. Now, now you're having a lefty. But the point being is just being able to, after the first two guys, the first two guys, you know what you're getting. Like, those are the two guys you're going with. After that, it's sort of... If you're doing well, you're hitting the top of yours. It's like Matt Chapman. If you're doing well, you're going to hit fourth or fifth. If you're not, you're going to hit sixth or seventh. If you're both, if you're hitting well, you're going to hit third or fourth. If you're not, you're going to hit sixth or seventh. Like, it's known that it's performance-driven, and I, just, I like that. Like, that is a huge deal for a clubhouse to know that going in, and they have buy-in, and now there's urgency. You can tell the at-bats are different. Now, they may not always get hit, but at least you can tell there's fight. Like, there's, you know, you him people dudes choking up, widening out. Now, Bo's not the only guy doing that, but the, you're getting buy-in here. If I'm not doing well either, I'm not going to play or I'm going to be hitting at the bottom of the order, which nobody wants to do. So, I just think, I think for John to have this,
1: the way he's got it lined up on both sides of the ball, is pretty neat to I, watch. Also, I also like the way he didn't overreact to that last second change by Brandon Hyde. You know the illness to Jordan, yeah. Jordan Lyles, and you know I don't I think mean, it's on purpose. No, 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 but no, no. But what I'm saying is, I like the fact that John said, "Well, I'm going to stick with the same lineup because mm-hmm. to it'd be too complicated to you know to do otherwise and to talk. To, I just like that. I like the fact that again, the the sense that that the manager is in control of the situation, and and that's why we we played that clip off the start from Bo about how. This may have been the two of the most competitive games or the most competitive the Jays mm-hmm. have been this season. You you got the sense that Pittsburgh was kind of the warm-up act. It was, you know, coming off the off day, long road trip. We get this going, get our ducks lined up. bullpen helps you. Everything's lined up. Then you go into Baltimore and you just drop the hammer.
0: Yeah, I think for me, and moving around the rotation – told their team that they have enough confidence in their bullpen right. and their lineup and their defense and their base running to make up for who's not starting against Pittsburgh. We're so confident we're going to go with the bullpen day on no September
1: question. 2nd or whatever it was, September 3rd. No question. And we've so, got confidence in you guys. We've got confidence in the
0: bullpen, of course. Yeah. And I'm the first guy that always says, or sometimes says, that I don't really buy into the, the manager exactly what he's bringing in 2022. But there's no argument. <laughs> Schneider, for whatever he's selling, they're drinking it. Like they are buying it in that clubhouse. You can tell when when I was walking in and having the conversation with him on Sunday, you could just tell it's quiet in there. People just knew where they were supposed to. Now it was a twelve o five game, and in the atmosphere and the mm-hmm. mindset's a little different. But you could just tell there was it was a little serious in there. Even you know you forget about the team you're playing, you worry about your job. You worry about what you need to do to help a team win a game. It's it's like the Buck Martinez thing. After a game, if you can go home, look yourself in the mirror and say, I did everything possible, even if I didn't get a hit, to help my team win there's, a baseball game, move on to the next day. And I think right now that's what the Blue Jays are doing. There's one lingering
1: area of concern for me. And I I, I guess, I mean, it's out of his hands in some ways, but the Buck call and Kevin Gossman. And, and as far as I can tell, and I think Codify, the uh, the uh, Twitter account, showed Kevin Gossman's very next pitch after the block. I didn't see a difference. There is not a difference. I didn't see a difference between two pitches. And what kind of concerns me about this is, um, first of all, that seems to me that that's an umpire who's been told to Jeff look Nelson. for something. Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson. But yeah. the other thing, too. What happens if that's in the playoffs?
0: I don't think it would be. I, I don't. I don't think. No, but why? Okay,
1: but why in September?
0: You'd have to ask Jeff. The only, the only person that would know that's Jeff. Uh, Kevin's been doing this since he's been. No, doing yeah, it this way. Like, there's
1: no change
0: in the very next catch. There's, there, uh, there's no change. He could have called it again. He sure could. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to ask Jeff. I have no idea. Weird. I, I don't know any answer. I don't know an answer to that. It's very hard to take up for umpires. I mean, you saw uh, Manny Gonzalez. Look, I, I. it's it's too late in the season to be sitting here both sides. <laughs> it's too late to be sitting here. And, and, you know, when you have a strike zone that's big down and big away. Yes. I don't care if you're on the other team, if you're a Jays fan, if you're a... Pick one. If you're an Orioles fan. Yeah. Look, the, the strike zones, I, that automated strike zone thing's coming. And whenever it comes, the Manny Gonzalez's of the world can go home and look in the mirror and say, I had a little something to do with that. Like, it's my, it's my fault. Yeah. Like so I'm, I, no, was... I'm, I'm one of the people that you can blame for the automated strike zone. I just don't understand it. this. I, he was consistent with it. You can give him that. But at this level with as hard as these guys throw and as much as the secondary pitches break, you need umpires to be better. Yeah. And when they're not held accountable, which they're not, let's it was be hard. honest, they are not held accountable. It was, it's they're really not hard. like players. It's very hard yeah. to take these guys serious. And when Jeff Nelson does things like this, and then bows his chest out like he's going to throw somebody out when you knew what was going to happen. You knew Kevin was going to act exactly the way Kevin acted. And good for Bo running over here. But for Jeff to be able to do these things... I'm sorry that this this is something that has needed to be corrected
1: for a very long time it will never be. It's odd because we know that there we know in other sports I I've talked about this especially with the with the NBA there are points of emphasis in games and points of emphasis at the start of the year where uh officials are told they hold media information sessions before the start of the year for the media officials are told okay this is the rules interpretation this year, we've changed this. They call it a point of emphasis. Uh You also get that in hockey going into a series, you know, point of emphasis. This team, they like to dive a lot. All this stuff, it goes on. It goes on in soccer as well. That's what concerned me about this is why and what is the point? Okay, Kevin looks
0: exactly the same with nobody on base than he, when he does with somebody on base. Oh, so, no so if you're Jeff and you see somebody doesn't get on first base until the fourth inning and you see maybe if you're a good umpire, maybe you walk up to Kevin and go, hey, I see you. You're not stopping as much as I'd like you to stop. Just if stop there's a, a guy on a first base, yeah. can you make it obvious for me? Can you do that? Instead of doing it the way he did it, there's no excuse for it. Like, I occasionally we'll come on here and make excuses for umpires. There's no excuse for that. The strike zones you're seeing this time of the season, they've had long enough. There's no excuse for it. Like, it's not jump. Velocity's not jumping up on an umpire or late break or tunneling. There's no excuse for it anymore. Yeah. And these things that Jeff did, there's no excuse for these things. Like, it's its just, a, for me anyway, when I watch it, because I watch so much baseball, and you see it not only against the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the American League East, West, Like, just... Go, keep going like it's 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 a it's a black eye for baseball it really is and and i don't know how you fix it i don't i don't think you can
1: fix it 59590 590 is the text line and dms are open for barker's back leg bits at the end of oh, the show yes
0: I, you know uh, when i left what what did you say buy me something expensive yeah. so i was sitting there i didn't say something expensive yeah that's exactly what you said yeah. so whenever i was sitting there i was thinking what do you get somebody that has everything I don't. so I, I walked by this, and I saw this. This uh, the hell is that? Well, it's a pirate's cookie that that's smiling, and it's you know it's like a R, and it it has a little patch over its eye. And whenever I saw the smiley face, guess who I thought of? Because every time I see you, first thing in the morning, this is exactly how your face looks with an eye patch. So yeah, with the smiley face, and so this is the first thing I thought oh, of was you. Sank. So
1: can I eat it right now? Absolutely, you that can. Means. Did you get one for Chase too? Uh, I did not. I only thought of you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That is nice. So there you go. You're is welcome. It, is it nut free? I have no idea.
0: Oh uh, Really, you you are that
1: person, right? You are kidding. that person when you get something I'm free. I, it's appreciate like, oh, it's too I appreciate that. I appreciate that. it's too big for no, me. I to appreciate candy. that. People, that's the first time you've uh, ever. Well, actually, no, it's not. No, I was gonna say it's the first time you got no the Barker Christmas basket. I I'm sorry. I can't even. I can't even go there. But this is that's very nice. That's yeah. very thoughtful. Did you pay for it? Or was it like at the uh, dining well, area? Well, you don't free. worry about it. Okay. How about that? Okay. I mean, you, to-
0: you totally ruin everything. No, it's you know, very right. nice. I, I I love it. Thank you. It's it's it's. Did you pay for it? Uh, right. Is it nut free? Like, I mean, I, at least next I didn't ask, you, ask. At least you didn't I, ask if it's they, vegan. I'll I'll say this, this: person I'm getting this for is no, that, so that's picky.
1: fine. I, I do I do appreciate it. I do appreciate so it. So I actually you. thought of you. Thank you. And it's even nice because I know you didn't buy it at the airport, which is even I didn't know, better. But because it, airport gifts funny. when you go away when you go away airport gifts don't count. People need to know that. They don't count. People know when you've bought a gift at an airport, they don't count. Huh. Yeah, so I was. That's I, nice. Thank she's you. It's
0: funny when I saw the smiley face. Why I thought of you is amazing.
1: I'm surprised they would put smiley faces in anything even. Well, they're trying. They're, the after a loss, they're trying to get nice you. Nice ballpark, to, though. Best oh, ballpark in baseball. Yeah, best ballpark. I don't, baseball. I
0: don't know about best, but oh, it, yeah. it is, you know, that's to each his own. But there's there's a lot of great ballparks and I, you just think it to yourself with that ballpark. If they would put a product on the field that was a little bit better,
1: man. I mean, they used how much to fun listen, it would be. Well, that place, you back in the day, you know, when Russ Martin was there, sure. and that, that, I mean, when and the Central Quieto was dropped the, thing. the ball on the mound. You know, when he was with Reds. So yeah. yeah, but that's no, but I mean, that was that, that was a loud, that was an intimidating place. So,
0: from what I've no, heard, it's, it's it's the prospects that they have that's came to the big leagues this year. And don't look like they're yeah. supposed to be looking. And that's the little, what do you do now? Because, you know, it just doesn't seem like they're going to spend a ton of money. And if you're a free agent, why, why would you want to come there? Like, I, no, no offense to Pittsburgh, because it's beautiful and, uh, the, you know, it's a hardworking town and other things. And it's a beautiful ballpark, but man, their team stinks. Like, yeah. And I, you know me, I'd never say that. But I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. That shortstop, something special. You saw that elevated heater that uh, yeah.
1: stripped through him. You may not want to throw that again.
0: Well, I mean, that's a lefty with an uppercut to swing. Who's six seven? Who got on top of that? Leveled his swing out, and that ball, I think, is 116 miles an hour to left center field. Like that, I, I, you know, if he cleans some things up, he's raw defensively. You, know, we talk about Lord is having long limbs. Holy moly! I was on the elevator with him when I was going up. Man, life, it's like a basketball player. Trying to play shortstop.
1: Oh, look at this. By the way, shout out to Cheryl Fullerton, who sent me a virtual gift from Pittsburgh a Pramante Brothers sandwich and a yingling. Oh. Uh, there you go. Do you have a Fermente Brothers? Absolutely not. How can you not eat a sandwich where they stick the fries in the sandwich and the coleslaw? It's tremendous.
0: Eh, you know, you, I, was, I was trying I was trying to do the best job I could do and it was eating was a I I heard you did a good job. I on.
1: watched and I you, you had a lot of fun. I watched Knitting in a bit. I was busy I moving did. my daughter in at university. Watched Knitting in a bit. Um it was great to see Whirly Bird, Bob Walk, a guy that I covered as a player very and an nice
0: man. i, I He's have, seen some bad baseball well, I've seeing one and I ask him, Whoa. How do you know you don't you can't always go on there and be a, a Debbie Downer. Like you got to come on there occasionally yeah. and I asked him how you do it and he said, you know, it's it's you, a lot of the times you try and you try and mix it up and talk about the other te- the other teams as much <laughs> as you can. But I mean it say it's it's bad to say it that way cuz you, you Pittsburgh being good, it's like the Rays. I hate to say this. It's like the Rays being good or Baltimore being good, it's just better for baseball. It'd yeah. be better for baseball Pittsburgh was better. Like just the fan support there and and you know how it is outside the park. They're having so much fun and it's like uh oh, the game's, the game's starting, and we got to go watch this. But O'Neill Cruz, look, that's not too bad to be able to watch that the next ten years, and that's something they can hang their hat on. But everything else, they ain't got a whole lot.
1: What else you got from this weekend? Before we uh, step away, we'll we'll take a look at the uh, around the East, around the Wild Card races. Ben Wagner joins us. Rob Kabutko will join us as well. Um, haven't seen the weather forecast tonight. I did look at uh, when I got up this morning. Saw a whole bunch of yellow and orange and water around the area i was that which is getting that doubleheader in yesterday was, it was huge. huge it was huge
0: uh, well you, was you, huge. you asked my takeaways yeah. I, I think the rotation solidified with brios figuring it out again brios that brios we saw last night he would have been awful a month ago just because he didn't have sinker command, he wouldn't have fastball command. The, the, the slurve thing that he throws wasn't real good, but he went to the changeup. So he mechanically sound enough to figure out how to get a good finish, have good enough arm speed on the changeup to give his team a chance. And That's what I've been yelling mm-hmm. and screaming. How is a guy with this much experience? Don't know how to do that. Well, he did it last night. So clap your hand for that. I just think the rotation solidified. I, you know, I think Manoa and Gosman are for real. I think their bullpen. I'm gonna be the first one to say. I think it's for real. I think it's yeah, you I, know. I think I it's lined up to me. where it's all hands on deck. And that closer, something special. Second, and third, nobody out against Pittsburgh. Now I know it's Pittsburgh, and the slider wasn't real good for him to be able to get through it and get punches when he needed them. He knew he needed it, and he got it. That solidified. And Bo, whoa. we've been hard on Bo. A lot of people in Canada have been hard on Bo. A lot of people around baseball have been hard on Bo. Give Bo credit. Bo has believed in Bo. Bo's showing up this time of the year and doing things that Bo's been doing the last couple of days. And don't give me that. It's who he's been mm-hmm. doing it against. I don't care. He's doing it at the big league level. When the when the lights are the brightest, here comes Bo. And give John Snyder the organization credit for giving Bo an opportunity to be the best Bo that we've been yelling and screaming for all season. You know, you don't leave him in the six hole. You move him up because he's feeling frisky, and he's looking like the Boat Bichette that we all want Bo to look like. So give everybody credit, and I think that's credit to the organization. The organization now is pulling all in the same direction. Can I? Uh, When's the last time we could say that, Jeff?
1: Can I throw out another name? Absolutely. Jackie Bradley Jr., Three for three. I said this when I was. I mean, people were. I, I, well, I, I laughed when people, when people were talking about. Well, first of all, the fact that we spent so much time arguing about Jackie Bradley Jr. and Bradley Zimmer was silly. But, you know, the mm-hmm. defensive run says he's not the same player. The dude came over here with like 20 doubles. Sure. He could still hit. Yeah, I mean that might be strong. I, I do. No, he th- got, you, he's I do got think how many? He's got how many doubles? Is he? He's got thirty he, he's, doubles he's or better, something like that. He's, right? better, than he he's better than Bradley Zimmer.
0: He's better Bradley Zimmer. Let's give him mad. I, I, I like him in anywhere in the outfield when somebody else is not playing. I think just the glide that he gives. I like watching him play in the outfield. Uh, I I think offensively, whenever you don't play every day and you're a left-handed hitter, it's easier to keep the front side in facing a mm-hmm. bunch of lefties. You know, he had those hits against lefties. Just being able to do that, keeping the front side in, you know when you have to be short and quick. And 19, don't, don't...
1: Uh, 23 doubles, sorry. Well, I mean, it's, not, doubles, it's not five, so
0: it. it's 23. So yeah. that to your point, you know, he's going to, you you still feel like maybe he has a chance of, of, of giving you some production offensively. I just, look, I think he's a role player who's balled into that. He'll do whatever it takes. And again, this gets back to that. that I, I don't want to harp on the John Snyder thing, but how can you argue? Yeah. Really? Like, look at look at their team, look at their lineup every single day. It's mixed and matched every single day. I don't want to bring up Charlie's name. You think Charlie would have done that? I. So I just again, I think you you're starting to give people credit, but it's you're not finished yet. Continue to do these things, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, because now you know again that's uh, I think it was Wagner who said those five games against the Rays. Coming up here real soon. That's going to be the tale. You know, it's the Rays. The Rays pitch. They know the weakness of the Blue Jays. Can Vladdy get the head out? Talk about Bo getting the head out. Can Vlade get the head out? That's mm-hmm. They're going to need Vladdy to do some things. Keep George Springer on the field. And they need a surprise. Could it be Lourdes sitting in the 6th hole? The 8th hole? Could it be Matt Chapman staying hot? He had two homers. Fat had been in the park yesterday. So it's just you know you need a surprise you need your stars to be their stars they need their rotations to continue to be their rotation and their bullpen whoever's getting the ball you know what I like to Tim Mazza gave up a homer you know the first guy to talk to him was well it was Pete giving him the little uh, you know the the shoulder shimmy mm-hmm. but it was John Snyder walking over pitch sequencing you could tell why is he throwing it and then Tim Mazza was walking him through it I just think that's cool you nip it in the bud as quick as you can like we got faith in you but why'd you throw that. Why you? You know why are you throwing sinkers down the middle? Tell us why. I like that. It's like right away. It's fresh in their mind. They're going to tell you that the, They're going to give you an honest answer. Don't let them think about it. Ask them right away. I just like that. Like I. I like the way the coaches and the managers handling everything right now. And for me right now, Jeff, today, you maybe asked me this two weeks ago, but today they look like a playoff team.
1: Yeah, they did. How about it? They did this weekend. There's no question. There's, they did. They did yesterday in particular. There was a just a a. Um, yeah, there was just a very business like there was a very business approach. Not that they were uh, you know acting like robots, but there was a business like approach and I, and I also like the fact that it seemed as if they had they, they got a sense, they got a sense that they had the Orioles down. They, this is a chance to put a like I said, a chance mm-hmm. to stick a fork in them a little bit. And I just like advantage of that I like
0: that he brought his setup guy in the 5th inning against Pittsburgh. Yep. That'll tell you where he thinks his team's at and how important these games are.
1: Ben Wagner is the Blue Jays' voice on Sportsnet. He will join us at 11 o'clock. Rocco covers the Orioles for Mass, and he'll be along at 1130. And when we come back, we will take a look around the East and around the wild card race in general. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Great daily gambling advice from J.D., Blake, and Alish in the Fan Morning Show's Wake and Rake. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reminder that Ben Wagner, pardon me, Ben Wagner and Rock Kabutka will join us. Come on, boy. Eh, That cookie. I haven't had the cookie yet. I'm going to have the cookie. I'll have the cookie. Uh, They'll join us in the 11 o'clock hour. And uh, we've got ticket trivia. We've got tickets to give away. Yes. September 12th game against the Tampa Bay Rays. You won't want to miss that. You will not. Will not want to miss that. Trust me. So we'll do that in the the 11 o'clock hour as well. Do we have our trivia question here they're working on it I'm mm. working on the trivia question as you could make one up well I probably could hmm you're, well, you're, su- you're, triv- well, you're a trivia I could make up I could make up raise trivia oh, yeah. easy I could make up raise trivia easy and when it comes to the raise it really is trivia right you know uh it really is but uh anyhow yeah, I'll come. We'll, we'll come up with something for you. So we'll have tickets to give away uh, in the next hour. As always, DMs are open for Barker's back leg bits. And since it is Tuesday, normally we do this on Monday. But it being a long weekend yesterday, we are off. It's Tuesday, the first day, our first day back at work this week. It's time for in the East. I mean, I got a confession to make here. You know, ooh, <clears throat> on Monday. We could go Monday. We were ready to switch this, right? We're going to call it something like in the cards or in the wild Good or on. run through the wild or something like that. Basically, we thought we'd focus on the wild card race because <laughs> the East race was over. It was just a matter ah. of crowning, you know, crowning the Yankees. Were the Yankees going to win next week? They're going to Anyhow, uh, thanks to the New York Yankees, we're, we're still in the East because uh, the Yankees, have played themselves back into a pennant race. So, as I said, for now, we'll call it in the East and maybe throw a little little look at the wild card race at the end. But we can thank the Tampa Bay Rays for the fact that the Yankees lead in the East this morning. It's just five games over the Rays, five and a half over the Blue Jays. The Rays took two of three from the Yankees this weekend and opened up their series against the Red Sox with a min win Monday, and how bad are the Red Sox? The Red Sox' big news is they signed Kike Hernandez to a one-year contract. It's, it's like they're just, they're just throwing stuff against the wall right now. Um, the Rays, though, did, you know, despite their win last night, they did receive some disconcerting news on Monday when they found out that Wander Franco yet again had to leave another rehab start with hand soreness. Uh, but in the meantime, they're getting a whole lot of timely hitting, hitting, you're getting a whole lot of timely hitting from veteran hitters. You can never have too many veteran hitters nope. around, right, Kevin Cash? It's it's very beneficial. I mean, I mean, I don't know, better big hitters,
0: good hitters. So, um there's some veteran hitters that aren't good hitters, so <laughs> I want them to be good hitters. And they are. Experienced. Yeah, experienced hitters that have lived the moment a little bit. I, I think that certainly helps. And the diversity of your offense, I mean, the first run was, was kind of three blue pits. Yes. Series speed had a lot to do with the second run, and they yep. do this. And I think you lead the American League or the majors in games one without home runs. It seems like he Yeah, I mean, look, I guess that's a little bit of a byproduct of how we're built. Uh, injuries have probably affected the, the home runs to a tick, but um, we like, you know, as we get healthier, we certainly like the way the lineup's line built. And home runs are nice, but you can win games without them.
1: It was interesting, Kevin, too, because one of the topics of conversation with the Rays, Kevin Cash alluded to this, is the fact that David Peralta, who was one of their big trade deadline sure. acquisitions, he's had a difficult time getting it going uh, as, as kevin cash said he's hit you know he, he's had a lot of clutch rbi singles for us is how he put it uh-huh. but then kevin went on and made a point about you know what he said i still think guys are pitched differently in the american league than they are in the national league despite the fact there's no dh anymore or, or there's a dh in both leagues he said i still think there's a difference in the way pitchers attack hitters in the American League to the National League. Do you buy that?
0: Not really. I think it's because guys throw so hard and they throw backwards. There is no fastball counts. Is there a fastball count in the National League? Because if you watch American League games, there's no fastball counts. But to their point, the Rays have won 75 games. They've won 25 of those 75 without hitting a homer.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: How about that? Like, it's uh, to say you need good hitters to string together Hit after hit after hit to score a guy. That would tell you going into the playoffs, can they do that against good pitching? What's good pitching do? They keep you from getting hits, but you can't have a bloop and a bomb. So, that would, you know, maybe scratch your head a little bit how deep they can go. But they do have a good rotation. They do have depth all over the place. They have weird arm angles, mm-hmm. right? If, you know, they can match up better than the most teams in baseball. So, I hate to say it, but the Rays are something to be reckoned with. And if you add – what if they do start hitting some homers here in the next week or so? Then you add a whole different element to it. But – They're going to be tough to beat, and that's just why I said for the Jays to get their rotation lined up the way they need to get lined up and for that bullpen to be as good as it is so now that John can go to anybody Mm. anytime he needs them, they're going to need everybody to be really, really good against that team.
1: The Yankees are making news for all the wrong reasons. They do get a bit of a break, though, these next few days. They're playing the Minnesota Twins, and for some reason, the Yankees generally handle the Twins. They did that last night. Aaron Judge, sorry, yesterday Aaron Judge continued his pursuit of Roger Maris's club record 61 home runs. He hit his 54th on Monday. That is actually ahead of Roger Maris's pace. Roger Maris had 53 homers at this point in the season. But as one Yankees reporter mused on Twitter, how can we have fun with this record if the team stinks? Take a look at the numbers around Aaron Judge. There's a lot of guys hitting 220. 230 in the last two weeks now here's what aaron judge said when he was asked about his um pursuit of roger Maris's record i got another for you that's you know just
0: trying to do what i can every single day you know show up to work prepared ready to go and You know, do whatever it takes to help our team get a win. You know, today. You know, that's you know me moving a guy over, driving a guy in, you know, making a play on defense. That's that's what I'm focused on. You know, all the individual awards, accolades, stats that you know you you know kind of get throughout the year. It's it's all based on how well you help the team out. You know, so if I'm out out there helping the team every single day, you know that that the stats, all that kind of stuff will show up.
1: He's become. I've watched Aaron Judge's interviews a lot this year. He's. He's in full-fledged Jeter mode right now. Smart, he is. He, I mean, he's in full-fledged. He was asked later on in that interview. He was asked about how he, how have you been able to keep it not about you all year? You're having this record. You don't have a contract, and he just said. For me, it's about having a winning season. All that other stuff is sure. going to take care of. Now he's talking. You know, he's talking like a guy who's got fifty-four home runs. No on sep- yeah, yeah, on September sixth. But in fairness to him, he's been saying that all along. Like, you know, we talked about Derek Jeter mastering how you handle the New York media. I got to tell you, Aaron Judge going after one of the most sacrosanct club records, doing it on a team that is in the middle of a could be a historic collapse doing it in a contract year Mm -hmm. to keep all of that stuff to keep all of that stuff out of the picture is really it's really remarkable he's a unicorn on
0: and off the field that's the way I look at him Uh, but I I wonder why teams would ever pitch to him you just mentioned it 220s all around him Why would you ever pitch to him? It makes no sense. Our
1: friends in the MLB network just before we came on had a shot of Buck Showalter walking Barry Bonds with the bases loaded. No
0: question. With the bases loaded. The Blue Jays
1: play the the Yankees three more times. If you're John
0: Snyder, why would you ever throw to him in three games? Unless it's bases loaded, you have to. No. Why would you ever throw to him? So that's the, like, it's like the Twinkies. The Twinkies never beat the Yankees. If you're the Twinkies going in that thing, the first thing you're saying to yourself, walk him. unless you have to pitch to unless I have no choice whatsoever I'm never pitching to you I'm doing this get used to seeing it I just don't understand
1: it and there's probably a reason why you're losing if you're the Twinkies well you know about the Jays of course five wins in four days in that doubleheader sweep of the Orioles and finally we're starting to see a little separation between the last wild card and the pack right the Jays are four and a half ahead of the Orioles Most importantly, the Orioles are five back in the loss column. And, folks, if the Jays can just hold serve the rest of the way, we talked about going into those final three games. Mm -hmm. You want those games to be meaningless. Right now, if they go into those final three games four and a half back, well for me it's That's about where talent. You want to be. It's,
0: it's about talent. You've watched the last couple of days. It's about let's match up. This is why you do this. You try and line everybody up, your best guys against the team who's trying to catch you, mm-hmm. and you match it up and say, Well, if we, if we lose, it's because we use our best guys.
1: Orioles manager Brandon Hyde was asked after the uh, after the game yesterday, obviously about the doubleheader sweep and uh, and, and and where his team goes from here yeah I mean we've been pitching so well and and uh, I thought you know the first game I thought Bauman did a good job, and our guys behind him did a did a pretty good job and um we it was tough to the second game uh just didn't have many guys available and Zimmerman was the only guy that could give us any sort of length and once we got behind, then obviously I don't want to use perez batista and and Tate for we got two more games left before an off day and um gives him a lot of credit for staying out there and throwing almost 100 pitches and and uh you know saving those three guys for us it was a tough day and uh we still got two more games left with with these guys they're very good and and uh, we need to come back out ready to play tomorrow yeah that's what you call wearing one taking one for the team jordan lyles couldn't start because of the flu uh or, or illness I think it was the flu he went out and Warmed up in the bullpen was no go, so they made a late scratch. Basically, turned it into a, an all comers day. But the the one good thing I guess you could say for the Orioles coming out of that sweep is they did Zimmerman did suck up enough pitches that they do have their bullpen ready. Well, to go, they did. Finney. Well, this
0: is why you don't throw a bunch of lefties against the Blue Jays lineup. You just don't do it. You can occasionally do it. You can throw yeah. a starter out there who can locate, add and subtract. You know, have something going in, show you, stand you up to get you out of way which is a little of their weakness, but you don't abuse it. And they had to abuse the lefty thing yesterday. And if you do that, sooner or later, one of the good right-handed hitters, and just so happens you're running into a hot bow who's hitting everything you throw up there. But this is, again, this gets back to that talent thing. And we we sort of been saying this a little bit. Can the Orioles continue with not such, you know, not great talent throughout their entire roster to compete with the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Rays, and maybe you're seeing a
1: little of that catch up with them. And let's, as I said, forget the Red Sox. Let's just forget the Red Sox. Let's bury the Red Sox. And even though this is in the East, let's let's introduce the world. Introduce the world. Let's introduce Toronto to the Seattle Mariners. 76-59. and 59. They're half a game up in the Jays. Tied with the Jays in the loss column. They've played one more game, uh, game than the Jays. Scott's service team. They're 8-2 in their last 10. They lost yesterday 3-2, the Chicago White Sox. But... Um, man, they just uh, they just keep coming. This is Scott Service talking about his team. Good ball game. We got shut down by a very good pitcher. You know, it happens once in a while. And coming off the long game last night, you know, I thought we hung in there very well. We had a chance, just not quite enough at the end. I think we, we do that uh, day in and day out. And that's, like I said, why we're in the position we're in. Um, because when we win so many of those games where you come from behind or you, you figure out a way to, to put that kind of pressure
0: on team day after day after day going to go your way more times than not they just
1: couldn't cut get over the hump kevin you watch the mariners the reason i played that clip they really do i know and i know you're a big fan of this they do put pressure on you there's a lot going on when you face the mariners you start with their pitching it is their approach really puts pressure on
0: it well you got ray you got castillo you got gilbert you got Seawald at the end of the at the end of the bullpen like a three-game series, they're going to be a handful. Like, they can match up. Talk about talent the Blue Jays, the way the Blue Jays trying to line up their best talent against the teams that are chasing them. The Mariners, they can match up. And having a manager who's sort of, you know, managing for that day. You've got to, Jeff, you've got to buy into that. I was talking to Snyder for a long time yesterday. You've got to be able to buy into just thinking about winning that day and mm-hmm. not worrying about tomorrow. You know, hence using your setup guy in the fifth inning and not being able to use him the next day because you think you have enough talent. That's the Mariners. And oh, by that lineup, having Ty France back, right? Doing things right in their balance. They're, you know, they have professional at-bats. Professional at-bats is taking that close one to get yours. They do that. You have to pitch well to them. You have to run the bases well against them. You have to get the outs you're supposed to get against them. And you got to compete against that pitching staff. They're going to be a handful. They're in the playoffs belt for a reason.
1: I am not entirely unconvinced that they're not, at worst, the third best team in the American League. I think Houston's the best team in the American League. To me, there's no doubt about that. I I think we can can say that, given where the Yankees are. Mm -hmm. And as much as, you know, the Jays are in the picture, I, I do think the Rays... The Rays and the Mariners right now. Those are the two teams that I think you can make the case right now at least are better than the Yankees. And they're they're there for the second-best team I, in the
0: league. I do think it's going to be hard because of the two starters they have in their rotation against the Jays. The Jays are very right-handed. Mm-hmm. The lefties that they have don't play enough to compete against the Castillos and the Gilberts of the world. Yeah. And that bullpen who's very right-handed. And they got a lefty that can sprinkle in there. But they're right-handed enough that they got enough power, enough secondary pitches. But you have. What point is you have to have a balanced lineup. To get after that team, look at the teams that they're going to be facing. If they don't have a balanced lineup, that gives them a better chance. And you look at the Yankees. You think the Yankees, if you're Aaron, be want to face the Mariners? Not, Not a, a chance. chance in hell, so Not a chance yeah, they're going they they to be. They're going to be a handful for sure, no yeah, question. So the, it's it's going to be fun. I just think the the playoffs in the American League all of a sudden is the way it's supposed to look. Yes. No huh? question. I don't think the Orioles are a playoff team. Yeah, it's been a nice surprise. And again, I say it. It's better when they're good because yeah. it's more fun, right? It's just now you got four or five teams in the American League East instead of four, and that one everybody beats the crap out of. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, the, so it's kind of fun to see the American League the way it is.
1: Yeah, the race that is, uh, it's. I mean, I don't even know if I'd call it a race, but you know, you're looking at the American League Central right now. Cleveland uh, is in first place. Minnesota is a game back. Chicago somehow. Chicago is 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 two games back, and we keep the, the White Sox are the, are the big engine that can't. You have heard of the little engine that could? The <laughs> yeah. White Sox are the big engine that can't. Sure, I mean they just they cannot get out of their way. But at the same time, you know, Cleveland three and seven in their last ten. Like mm-hmm. We had Sean Casey on. I was with Sean. I thought I I thought Cleveland. It's not like they were going to win this division running away, but I thought at the end of the day they'd have a comfortable four, four-and-a-half, five-game lead in this division. Sure. I still think they're the better team of those three teams. I do too. But I, the other teams aren't going away, and Cleveland just
0: can't. Well, they have a wart. It's hitting homers. Yeah. They, That's they the just wart can't is can't they don't hit enough that. of them. Occasionally against a good pitcher, you got to have a bloop and a bomb. Cleveland? Has issues doing that. That's yeah. the one little wart, right? The Blue Jays are heavily right-handed when it comes to facing good pitches. Every one of these teams have it. But if you look at the Mariners, because of the balance in the lineup, because of the way they play defense, because of their rotation, because of their bullpen, which is one of the best in baseball, I, I, it's just this time of the year that's what you're looking for, right? Yeah. It's it's me, my talent against you and your talent. That's when it shows, And if you look at their talent, a lot of their talent matches up better than most talent. I can't remember who made this point
1: uh, on the MLB network, but they were, it might have been Dan O'Dowd. They were talking about the Orioles and they were talking about the Guardians. And the point was that when you look at those two teams and you look at where they are in the standings, those are the two teams that obviously they're a little over their skis right now. Right. They have, you talked about Cleveland can't hit home runs and Baltimore is this miracle team. His point was, those are the two teams in the race that are probably overachieving to where they are right now. I don't think anybody expected, you know, it's not a great division, but if you, told, if you told people that Cleveland would have the difficulty they're having hitting home runs, you would not think they'd be in first place in the division with Minnesota they, and Chicago. Well, so got, I think those are two teams that they are got a, maybe a year ahead of They got of, a great closure, they here.
0: got a great manager which matters in September and October. I will say that, you know, it's that calming. Mm. Okay, you're going to listen to what I'm telling you. You know, it's and they pitch, sort of, they give their pitchers absolutely. Give their they, team they got a two chance. really good starters. They got a great closer. They play good defense. They run the bases the way they're supposed to. I, I say the base running thing. Look at what the Blue Jays did yesterday to the Orioles. Mm-hmm. You put pressure on a team to make the play. Well, and sometimes you. that gets you in trouble. You see the second baseman for the Orioles who hadn't been there and done it before. You put a little pressure, you hustle, like run down the line, even a ball, you hit hard to yeah. right at a guy. Put a little pressure on somebody to hurry up, make a play this time of the year. Maybe the heart rate it gets too fast and you don't make the play that allows you to that's score a, a run. Point. So it is,
1: and in this fact, is where it shows up. In fact, Brandon Hyde referred to that yesterday and said, look, we've, you know, we probably haven't done the kid a, a, a huge favor in that. We've been playing them all over. I mean, that's what he was doing in the minors. Gunnar sure. Henderson was playing all over the place, but yeah, I thought there were a couple of plays yesterday where the heartbeat was Maybe a little much. For it was him. maybe you know, a little much. Oh, I've been
0: there before. You get a little excited. You want to make the play. It's, it's right at game. you. Getting your team. It's a big game. Yeah, you're facing the Jays, right? You know you face some Bo who's got a cool hair like you yeah. do. I want to be better than he is. You want to be flashy. Here we come. We're the big bad Orioles, and then good. you make that play, and it's
1: pretty good hair series between oh, it's Bichette great. and Henderson. It's that's a pretty good hair. I
0: mean, series. it's even cooler whenever you're doing that, going around third, and you just hit your third bomb. I still don't get oh, the, what's the one hand over the
1: eye thing. Do we know what that is?
0: I had a lot going on all this weekend yeah, Jeff. There's only
1: so much I could ask, buddy. I know. There's always some sort of weird story. But I behind will find I will find out. Ben Wagner is our Blue Jays play by play voice on SportsNet. He'll be back at it tonight, weather permitting seven oh seven. Is it a 7-0-7 first pitch tonight in Baltimore? Something like that. The Jays seven oh five. You know what? Turn your have your radio on Fan590 at 7 o'clock you'll hear baseball. 705-707. <clears throat> ben Wagner's next. It's Blair and Barker on 590-360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast.